we try and collect um, employee testimonials all the time and also candidate testimonials. I'm always constantly reaching out to candidates that apply to us. What was your candidate experience like? I want to get feedback. Um, we don't always use video, but when I do, I want to see how it impacts the candidate experience. And nine times out of 10, it does have a positive impact on the candidate experience. Well, my next guest is truly a video evangelist within the talent acquisition and attraction space, having worked in the recruitment and HR tech space for 20 plus years for the likes of IBM, Manpower, Monster, and many other global brands. He's the CEO of Popmix, and he's also uh, also interviews guests on two podcasts, the 10X Candidate Experience podcast and the Speaker Agenda show. Jeff Widener, welcome to Talent Blazers. Hey, Dave. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited about uh, this one. Um, you've got so much useful uh, and and valuable information on uh, on video. It'll be so good to to dig deep. Um, yeah, really interested to uh, to jump into it. You love video. You advocate for for video in in talent attraction teams and, and them baking it into their workflow. Why do you believe it's so important to introduce a video strategy? Well, first of all, let me tell everybody that I wasn't always in love with video. When I first started, I was petrified to be on camera. I, I graduated college with a, a degree in photography, not in videography, but I was terrified to be in front of the video camera and it, it just did not feel natural to me at all. And many times it still doesn't. But I know that video allows you to sell and tell that story 10 times better than, you know, a text-based job description or just paper ever will, right? So anytime you can tell and sell your story to candidates from an employer branding perspective, you're going to be that much further ahead of your competition from differentiating your brand or your employer brand in the marketplace. That's a really interesting thing that you've just mentioned. How did you overcome that fear? Besides telling yourself repeatedly, this is 10 times better, this is 10 times better, there are a lot of people who are in a similar position, right? Um, you know, how, do, how, do you, uh, how do you overcome that? You, you just do it. And you realize that I, I do much better on recorded video than I do on live videos. Um, I can handle live videos, but I prefer the recorded ones. This way, if I mess up, I just record it. And nobody gets to see it except for me and the person that helped me record it, my video editor, right? So that's really how I overcame it. I don't care about making mistakes on video because it's all digital and just you can erase it or edit it out. Yeah, it is nice to have a network of people who do say nice things when they do see you on video as well to get that validation. Sometimes it is a little bit scary putting yourself out there, but when you get an abundance amount of likes or comments, uh, if you are socially promoting those videos or someone uh, who has seen the video to, to come and join your company says, I saw your video and that's why I applied. That's really neat as well, isn't it? That's yeah, affirmation I, that I, I don't should just do it. Do it for the likes, comments and shares, but that's certainly a benefit of it. Um, one of the great things is you go out to 
any kind of conference event and people, oh yeah, I saw your podcast or I saw your video or I saw this and that. In fact, we had a hiring manager who was over in Europe. He was in London and he was speaking at a conference and we had recorded a career webinar for him a few weeks prior, sending out to hundreds of candidates at a time. And a couple of candidates recognized him at the conference from the career webinar that we had recorded. So, you know, it, it certainly helps with building that rapport before you actually get to meet somebody. Building trust. Yeah, I've, I've got it. Uh, that's, uh, that's a really good point. So creating video is one thing. Distributing video is another. What's your advice to companies about um, getting eyeballs on the video? So it depends on the job. Some jobs, you only need to make one hire. So you don't need the job to go viral and have tens of thousands or millions of hits or views for you to actually make that hire. In fact, you're actually detrimental to your overall recruiting strategy if you do it that way. What you're really looking for is just enough to make the hire. How many that is? I don't know. Some are 10 to 1 ratio, some are 20 to 1 ratio, some are 50 to 1 ratio. You have to figure out what, how many candidates there are in a local ge geographic region, how many candidates are in the overall addressable market, and then target those. Distribution is a lot different with video because you don't need a thousand people. Most of my videos have 20, 30, 50 views. That's all they really need to make the hire. And um, are you are you testing uh, different uh, distribution channels to see which ones work uh, best? And, and if you are, how, how are you going about doing that? So a couple of the key distribution channels that we have are, first of all, email, text message, and then lastly, we're also using LinkedIn in-mails. So we'll in-mail a candidate a link to a video, it might be a recruiter or a hiring manager introducing a career webinar, which is a more in-depth conversation about the job. And then the, the video that we're sending is basically a hook. It's take a look at our video, this is why, and boom, go watch the video. Okay, so that's really interesting. So you just mentioned one of you mentioned um, a use case of a video job ad before, and now you've just mentioned um, a, a video for a webinar, a hook. What are other ways that companies could be thinking about introducing uh, video into their workflow, basically to to help uh, improve the candidate experience? What are you seeing? Sure. So video can be used up and down that hiring or even onboarding funnels. You could also use it internally, right? So if you look about the hiring funnel, you can use a top of funnel to get interest in your position or interest in your employer brand, um, educate them, etc. You can also do it middle of funnel to kind of position that hiring manager as a subject matter expert. You can use it as bottom of funnel, for example, um, sending them a video right before they're about ready to show up for an interview. Here are directions, things like that. But you can use it in the onboarding process, introduce the hiring manager, introduce the team. You can also use it for employee feedback. Let's say the CEO gives a presentation and you can get feedback um, both internal um, from the employees, but also from leadership down, right? So you can use video in a lot of different ways throughout the organization. 
Mm. And we were just talking a little bit offline about um, employee stories and uh, really short snapshots. Um, in a market like this, great resignation, candidate short market, you know, what, how, um, how should companies be thinking about building trust with candidates and pushing them further down the funnel? Well, you just answered your own question, didn't you, right? <laughs> Employee testimonials are absolutely critical, and it's a differentiator in the marketplace. If you can have that prospective candidate or applicant put themselves in the place of one of your employees, then you're going to be much further down the road with a candidate that's just going through a text-based job description and filling out you know, a half hour, 45 minute um, survey or assessment, right? You have to build relationship and trust. And one of the ways, great ways that sales organizations have been doing this is client testimonials. There's no difference in a client testimonial versus an employee testimonial. You have to send them out during the right time in that interview process. If you send it too early, it's not going to fall anywhere, right? You haven't educated the market yet. But once they've got a little bit of knowledge about your organization and they're wanting more information, let's say they applied, boom, that's when you should be peppering them with employee testimonial after employee testimonial. And can you have too many? Absolutely not. Because you don't know what that candidate's hot buttons are. It could be a really good cultural experience. It could be that they're very money motivated. It could be that they want to give back and be have some kind of uh, impact in the local community. So you have to figure out what it is, what that messaging is that applies to that individual. And um, and I can imagine if there are many. Have, have, how many, I'll ask this question. How many um, employee stories? I know you said there couldn't be um, too many, but when do you think a company is really the rubber's hitting the road when they're able to start portraying, you know, uh, how diverse their environment is? And we know that diversity and inclusion is a hot topic, and I can see a path forward with employee stories. When do you think um, the rubber's hitting the road for them to amplify uh, what it's really like to work within their company and diversity and inclusion? I don't know how to answer that. I mean, every company is different, right? So a company that has 150,000 employees is going to have a lot more availability to a diverse candidate pool or employee pool than a little startup with 10 employees, right? So, and it also depends on where in the United States they're located. If they're located in Silicon Valley versus, let's, I don't know, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina. So there's a lot of differences. But what I would say is collect as many as possible. Um, you should be doing that from the time they start until the time they leave. And, you know, we try and collect um, employee testimonials all the time and also candidate testimonials. I'm always constantly reaching out to candidates that apply to us. What was your candidate experience like? I want to get feedback. Um, we don't always use video, but when I do, I want to see how it impacts the candidate experience. And nine times out of 10, it does have a positive impact on the candidate experience. And you would have seen and uh, been involved in creating a number of these videos. What does a good one look like? Um, are they answering one question? Are they answering multiple questions? Is there, is there a certain time frame that, that companies should be aiming for? 
So it depends on the video and where it is in that process. So for example, if you're doing a career webinar, you've got the hiring manager's attention, I would recommend doing an intake meeting and I would try and keep that intake meeting to five, maybe 10, 12 minutes max, 15 at the very longest. I have had them go for 45 minutes, but that's for really detailed, highly technical positions that need a lot of explanation about what it is that hiring manager um, is looking for. But for most positions, 10 minutes is fine for explaining what it is you're looking for, why this candidate should be interested in working for this company, this hiring manager, this department, you have to answer the why. For an employee testimonial, it should be 30 seconds, a minute max, maybe two minutes at the onset if that candidate has a lot to say and has a really impactful experience for whatever reason, right? Um, they've got a very valuable story to tell. Other types of videos, um, let's say a job advertisement, those should be about 30 seconds, 15 seconds in length, because it's all about the hook and then driving them to get more information. So it just depends on where you're using video in the, in the process. Yeah, gotcha. And how should company, I mean, you work with so many of them, how should companies be thinking about getting an ROI with video? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> you're asking me some tough questions here, yeah. um, Again, not every company needs to see an immediate ROI, for example, hires off of career webinars or video-based job descriptions or even employee feedback, right? A lot of this has to do with candidate experience and how you, most companies are not even measuring candidate experience. It has to do with employer brand and how you're promoting your employer brand. Overall though, if you were to look at a long-term strategy as to how to best engage or increase your candidate experience, video should absolutely be a part of that. Now, where and how you use it can vary very greatly. So, for example, we're using video voicemail. So instead of having the recruiter leave 100 voicemails a week, they just click a button and they send 100 videos to 100 candidates. But it's all on a single landing page and it's just a recruiter leaving a voicemail message. Same message that they would always leave. Hi, my name's Jeff, I'm a recruiter with, I've got a position for, I'd love to speak to you about this. Takes yeah. no time to record the video, it's a 10 second message, right? And you just send it out over and over and over again. And there's a thousand mm. tools to do that. Video My Job included could do that, I'm sure. So it just depends on how you want to incorporate video. Yeah, that's a, when we're talking about ROI, time saved is a, is a big one, uh, that's for sure. And you're, you're, what you're also saying is that it's mostly a brand play to build trust. Um, I would think so. Yeah. Most companies right now, the main asset that they use to build their recruitment marketing efforts is focused around the text-based job description. And unfortunately, text-based job descriptions, um, A, they've been around forever, but they're not very good at selling and telling the story about why a candidate should come work for that company. We just spoke to Katrina Kibben, and she was all about rewriting the text-based job description to actually make it a yeah. job posting. And I'm all for that. You should absolutely do that, especially if you're spending money on job boards. But you should be augmenting every single job posting or job advertisement with some kind of video to explain why a candidate should want to come work here. Not just about 
what it is the candidate's going to be doing once they get hired, but you should explain the why. You can't do that in a text-based job description and have any kind of credibility. Yeah. I, uh, I, I definitely, obviously, I'm going to agree with you. I, I couldn't <laughs> agree anymore. Um, but last question, where do, how do people uh, think about getting started? Um, not just, not just an individual, but say someone who is a leader within an organization that does want to introduce a bit of change, wants to get the hiring managers on board, wants their recruiters to, to create video. Do you have any advice for, for how people should be thinking about getting started? Sure. It's just like if you were to send out one email message, would you expect a 100% response rate? Probably not. If you were to send a cold email and you're in a sales organization, you're lucky to get a 0.001% response rate. So expect that out of video. Your first videos are not going to be perfect. You're not going to have your messaging on point. You're not going to have the video um, centered properly. You're probably going to be too low in the frame or your lighting is going to be horrible or your audio. And all those things make a difference when you're trying to sell and tell your story. But the more you do, the better you're going to get. That's what I can say. So our first video, it happened to be, it got a really good response rate. Our first video that we ever did, it got like a 60% response rate. So we sent it out to like 150 people. We had 60% of those people respond. Out of the 60% of the people that actually watched the video, there was about a 30% of those people actually applied to the job. We were able to select 15 of those and make three offers and one actually got hired, right? But there was only 150 people, one video. I've done mm. thousands of videos and lots of them have failed either because of the video or because of the distribution or the messaging wasn't right or the landing page wasn't right or we just it wasn't the right kind of job to be using video on. So how do you know? Mm. Well, you have to address your market. If you have less than 100 candidates in your market, you should probably focus on a more of a one to one recruiting strategy. If you have more than 100 candidates, then I would open it up to video. If you have more than 10,000 candidates, you should absolutely be using video to help narrow down that field of candidates. And you can use video, especially career webinars, to screen candidates into your recruiting process, or more importantly, screen them out so that recruiters are only speaking to highly qualified candidates. So when it's so when it's working, um, are you or when you create a video, are you sharing those insights? Um, you just mentioned the example, being able to, to get a hire uh, from it or and, and getting responses. Are you sharing that video and those metrics internally to inspire other people to to um, create content sure. or to to past success always breeds future success, right? So the more you can socialize the and promote the video once it has been successful, the better off it is. But we don't start, that's not where our internal promotion starts. Our internal promotion starts, once we record that video, we stay in constant communication with the hiring manager, we congratulate them. A lot of them are very nervous about being on camera the first time, so we congratulate yep. them. We're sending them lots of praise. Then. During our social promotions um, period, once their video is up on a landing page, it's they can register, etc. We're driving candidate traffic. We involve that hiring manager. We're getting the recruiter involved, and we're making sure that the entire team is 
helping us drive traffic. It's not just our brand ambassadors. Yeah, got you. Well, Jeff, you've been uh, really insightful in, in answering all the questions. Uh, thank you for joining me on Talent Blazers. Quite welcome. <laughs>